You're listening to Cross the Line 1524, the common man's podcast. But I came here for just one drink. It's Cross the Line 1524. Join us at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy with a glass of bourbon, table 12, as the guys sit around and discuss distilleries, common day events, or whatever comes to the bar top. That's right. Cross the line, 1524. So welcome to Cross the Line, 1524. I'm Alan Stanger, and it's Memorial Day. So a lot of people, they get Memorial Day and Veterans Day a little confused. So Memorial Day, which we are celebrating today, is in honor of all those who have fallen and given the ultimate sacrifice for our free country. So take time to honor and remember those today. So being Memorial Day, it's been a crazy week. So I'm pulling something from the past. One of our first couple episodes, you know, it's during Memorial Day weekend, there's a lot of grilling going on, a lot of cookouts, and a lot of food. So I thought we'd reminisce back to... uh, our favorite foods. I hope you enjoy. It's that time again. I'd like to welcome you to the Cross the Line 1524 with Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, Dwayne Bischoff, and myself, Alan Stanger. What topic do we have for you today? One thing's for sure, it will be fun. Yep. Our topic today is all about food. Looking around the room, none of us misses any meals, do we? (laughs) So we're chomping down on some chips to prove our point. We just had some great pizza from... uh, Big Boy's Pizza down the road. Um, we're fat and sassy. We got our drinks. And we're at the one and only Speakeasy, the Rusted Nail. It's a hidden Speakeasy outside of Brookville, Indiana. So, gentlemen, food. Talk to me about it. Food. I like food. Who doesn't, Wayne, who doesn't like food? So we got to go. I guess we could go to some of one of our favorite things, and and every man's favorite food is meat and meat on the grill. I mean, how can you go wrong? Well, if you make your steaks well done, you've went wrong. You went wrong. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> you can have a well done steak that is very good. So, and I can. I got some shoe leather. I'll put on. <laughs> say, Lots of uh, sauce. Yeah. I've never had one. It is possible, though. Not a steak, just this. So if we're going to talk about food, let's, when we start, let's start well with what's your, where's your favorite place to eat? My favorite, uh, we're gonna, since we're going to go to well-done steaks, my favorite best well-done steak I've ever had was in um, oh, California. Well, that explains the well-done steak. Well, no, no it, was, <laughs> well, it was not that kind of well-done. It was, oh, okay. wasn't baked. It was well-done. I can't think of the name of the town. Um 
Anyway, the long story short, we ended up in riding a motorcycle through California. We ended up in this little town. I asked the guy at the hotel, hey, where's the best place to get off the wall home, you know, real food here? He goes, oh, you got to go down this road, turn right, and you go down this little thing. So we ride the bike back area. We turn on the sand gravel drive, and I'm a little leery about that with the bike. We pull back in there. There's like one car there and us. It looks like this old rundown place, and we get off the bike. I look at my wife, and I'm like, I don't know. And we're like, ah, oh, what the heck? The guy said it's good. Let's go for it. So we go inside. Come to find out, this is where Van Halen used to go party back in the 70s and early it's 80s. got to be good. Oh, yeah. They'd rent the whole – it was a hotel with a pool. The hotel has since closed, but the restaurant's still there. The best steak I have ever had was in that little dive. And before we left, there was people waiting in line outside to get in. So we got there just at the perfect time. But Great. Best well-done steak ever. Just so, can't remember the name. So out of out of all the restaurants you've eaten, that's your, your top pick, huh? That is it. How long ago? It's been five, six years ago. Five, six years. Jeff? For me... Papa does. Papa does. Uh, oh, we got great the place. one local oh, close good. to you know outside of Cincinnati, and um, can't uh, necessarily afford to eat there regularly, but try to get there at least once a year. And last time I ate there was with you and Robin. That's right. Yeah, and well, it, was, I, it wasn't the last time I ate there, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go and rub that in. <laughs> Nevertheless, but so you know, and he was thinking great, of you. Yeah, great food, great mix of food. Get to hey, Alan, get Gator there. That's yeah. right. It doesn't. The gator's not as good as it is at the gator fry. That's all. No, no, well, that's true. That's true. But um, you know, and not only that is they they their staff is just phenomenal. Just it's just fun to watch. And the first time we, Robin and I ate there, we actually had tables real close to the kitchen, which usually isn't a desirable spot. But just to watch them orchestrate that whole operation from the kitchen, you know, just outside the kitchen was pretty incredible. But. Yeah, just great service and fun time and uh, cool. great, great food. How about you, Ruben? Well, you know, it's probably one of my favorite subjects because, uh, fortunately, you know, being able to travel with work and with tra- uh, just the family and stuff. Uh, but my hands down favorite restaurant, I think it's our family for us, a place called Grills. And Grills is on the coast water of um, uh, Cat. Florida, Cape Canaveral, Florida, and it's right across from the rocket launch. And um, that is the absolute best place to eat, and uh, our family love it. Now, <clears throat> there's a lot of my like all over the place, but I think the atmosphere, the food, uh, you're right on the ocean pier, the fish comes right off the boat. It is absolutely delicious. And uh, in fact, Cody sent a text to us all the other day and said, Hey guys, what's your top three restaurants you'd eat? And it, all of us replied back, Grills. But uh, if you're ever down on Florida coast, uh, Grills is definitely it. Uh, my other second restaurant is in Fort Knox, Maine, and it's called McClutchins. Uh, it's a privately owned restaurant. We ate there a few years ago uh, on our way to Bar Harbor. And uh, uh, we went in, and the uh, the owner of the restaurant was our waiter, and he was the the bartender, the server, everything. His son was the chef, and... Uh, and he said, uh, you want to order? I'm sorry. I said McClutchins. It's actually McLeod's. McLeod's, not McClutchins. McLeod's. And uh, I said, I'd like to have a f- some fish. And Margie said, I'd like to have some chicken. And we didn't even look at a menu. He said, well, I'm going to make you a fish. And if you look out the window, straight across the road in the bay is a boat, that red boat right there. The fish I'm going to make you came off that boat about an hour ago. 
And he said, for you, I'm going to make you a, a, some chicken. And he said, for you, you like to have a beer at a Bar, Bar, Bar Harbor Ale, which was great. And then she had uh, just a water because she doesn't have any other drinks. But that was absolutely delicious food. And if uh, I ever go back, we have to go to McLeod's, and it's very good. It's a small place, family-owned, private place. But uh, those are my top two there. And, I can uh, see a remote uh, – remote, uh, <laughs> remote remote podcast from there. Yeah, it would there be great. Right. Yeah, and you know what? We if we do get a chance to go that direction, that would be awesome. Alan, uh, well, I'll pick two as well. I mean, I love steak uh, and I love seafood. So, <clears throat> steak wise, hands down. And I had never been there before. I met Mary as a uh, place up in Indianapolis called St. Elmo's. Uh, all you guys here have had your head blown off by the St. Elmo's. Uh, I haven't sauce, been there yet. I'd love to try it. But I'm going to tell you, the steaks are phenomenal there. Yeah. Um, it's just it's a great atmosphere, and they treat you like it is a five-star restaurant, and they treat you that way. Right. Um, and, of course, the horseradish that's in the cocktail sauce, if you have sinus problems, just order the cocktail shrimp. It, I guarantee it'll take care of it. So seafood-wise, as you guys know, I lived down in the Florida Keys for several years. Uh, there's a place down there, Mile Marker 20 in Sugarloaf Key, uh, right outside Sugarloaf, called Mangrove Mamas. Uh, you could drive right by it and never see it. It's a little tiki hut kind of place. Love those places. Um, <clears throat> best seafood. I mean, it was fresh seafood. Um, it just And it was a great atmosphere. Right. Um, I played music there, and it was just... Even when I before I played music there, it was my favorite spot. You go there, they mix you a cocktail, uh, got some fresh shrimp going back there for you, or there's fish, or you know, grouper was real big in mahi mahi down there, right. uh, and it was just laid back, no pressure. You walked in, you could be wearing your tank top, flip flops. People Love next, it. people next to you might be all dressed up, but it's all good. That's so, great. Um, awesome. Besides. That I love cooking myself. So, yeah. and I've had some of your cooking. It's pretty good. Well, thank you, thank yeah. you. Now I've always made sure you've had alcohol before, so it tastes better. <laughs> it tastes better. <laughs> the more you drink, the better. Down that pork. <laughs> yeah, the more you drink, the better it tastes. Is the, is well, you know, it's funny because we talked about that because last week I had the uh, best roast pork I've ever had, and that, you did an excellent job on that. It was very good. Yes, it was. That yeah, was well, very good. You. So, yeah. my secret is I I. I cold smoke it when I say cold smoke under 150 degrees for about two and a half hours before I ever raise the heat. So anybody that understands smoking, um, the meat, any meat, when you smoke it, really only takes the smoke in for about two hours. Right. Uh, if you're under temperature. So uh, or if you're at temperature, sm- optimum smoking temperature is like 250. Right. So I do 150, which is a cold smoke. What what you do when you're doing bacon's and hams um, allows that smoke to really get in there. And then I, then I'll be honest, I wrap it in foil after that and let it cook in its own juices. That's why it's so moist. It's delicious. It and then there's the Stanger Secret rub that's on there. That you know, I yeah, you can't tell that. I can't right? tell that. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> My wife's over there. <laughs> She's having fun here. Uh, can you repeat that, Mary? <laughs> so anyway, that's that's. I love I, I love cooking, and and it's just fortunately that's. Um, so that's one of our favorite restaurants. Where's the best place you had a good meal at? Because I can tell you, I, I've run right off the top. I can tell you one of the one of the best meals I've had at a place 
and it was because we were there. It was last year in Nova Scotia when we had dinner at home. We got the fresh seafood and the chicken. I can tell you, it couldn't have been any better. That was probably one of my favorite meals. You know, I'll tell you what. For anybody who wants to go on vacations, take somebody that loves to cook. Yes. I'll tell you what, man. Between the breakfasts that, oh my uh, gosh. that uh, this guy and his wife put together in that meal. That meal, that seafood we picked up for that last night we were there was pretty awesome. So that's why I hang out with Alan because he's such a great cook, um, and he he'll cook anything. I mean, I mean anything. Yeah. I think what was it, boa constrictor or something? Yeah, like, well, <laughs> python last year. Yeah. And and he can make it all taste good. Yeah, so for those that don't know, I mean, a lot of people don't know because this is a big podcast going every place. So uh, every year I host a gator fry uh, where we fry gator. Here in southeast Indiana. In southeast Indiana. So <laughs> There's gator here. <laughs> yeah, I have told people it came from here. They don't much believe it. But uh, when I moved back from Florida, that was one of the things. I took fried chicken down there to the Keys. They'd never had that before. Down in the Keys, they just don't fry chicken. So I started frying chicken. Right. Um well, then I picked up frying gator. So when I came back here, I, I started doing gator, and it's turned into a pretty big event here. Uh, well, it was a couple hundred people, and the last couple years we've had music from Nashville uh, come up because I don't want to play and talk to everybody at the same time. Um, so that's when I met Dwayne. There you go. And didn't you have people asking what the tickets cost last year or two years ago? Wanted, well, how much tickets were? My wife says we need to start selling them. So, <laughs> yeah, so Twenty and I need to go start selling tickets for we'll that just, thing. Or we'll something. put a table up at the at the road. <laughs> so we don't we don't have to tell Alan though. No, yeah, that's right. Sh- Help offset the cost. We passed a the hat. Bit. Here's a bucket. So along with gator, I always fry fish and chicken, and then we do mystery meats. We do several mystery meats, um, and I won't. Re- I'm not going to give the secret on all of them, but. Last year we had uh, python. The year before we had camel balls, and that sounds bad. It wasn't camel balls; it was ground camel made into meatballs. That Thanks we for clearing that up. Yeah. I well, not clear. that we haven't had something. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> not that we had oysters, Rocky Mountain yeah. oysters there. So I have a funny story about that. But uh, and water buffalo, we had water buffalo that same year. So balls? talk. Uh, no, just a water buffalo. It was balls. It was meatballs. So, talking about Rocky Mountain oysters, the very first year I did it, um, we had some Rocky Mountain oysters and deep fried them and then sliced them into about uh, three-eighths thick slices. It looked like tenderloin almost. So, Levi, my youngest, and at the time he's in the fifth or sixth grade, he goes around with a platter and says, tenderloin, tenderloin, tenderloin. (laughs) The people ate it up. Well, yeah. I mean, the women are like, oh, that's good. That's good. Right. <laughs> it's a wonder I'm still here once they found out what it was. We've had groundhog before, fried groundhog. Yeah. Um, if you fry it, it tastes like yeah. chicken. So groundhogs, actually, people are going to fall over, but it's a very clean meat. Groundhogs are vegetarians. So it's not a fatty meat. It's a very clean meat. Right. Uh, not that we cook that here at the house all the time. <laughs> but it was, um, you know... We, we do have some interesting chili here sometimes. We yeah. do, we do. Uh, so yeah, I enjoy cooking, and I love cooking for. I love entertaining, so that's part, whole part of it when we're out vacationing. I just feel. I mean, we went to a couple restaurants when we were on vacation, right. and we were like, ah oh, man, we can wrong do better. Picks. Than this. Right. So I'm like, 
a stop, get some fresh seafood, get some chicken, right? And I'll, we'll take care of this. You know, you said Rome Pick, one of the restaurants that we had, were at up there that I was like, eh. the name was cool, but the food wasn't great. So, oh my god. Yeah, it was terrible. The place was called Oh My Cod, and yeah. it was basically all fried stuff, but it was just okay. But uh, yeah, if, if, if you do, like, well, you can experience that if we make it up there. Yeah. Year, so. If you're going to do that, have that name, you got to have something that's a wow. Right. I mean, once you get yeah. them in, you got to right. wow them once you're in there. So, where's your uh, best meal you've ever been? Honestly, it's my, my house. My yeah. wife is an excellent cook. So, yeah. Um, so I, I got to say that She's she is cook, no doubt about she it. is a great cook. So one of those you speak, notice you notice something it got you know, quiet. We, we talk about them, they get quiet. Yeah. So we, right. is they're that actually how, interested in what we're saying? Is that how we keep hey. the background noise so, down? So notice that they're quiet. And my wife isn't over there. <laughs> oh, oh, and she walks oh, in in the middle of that. And she walks in. What? What? <laughs> No, I, seriously, uh, if you've ever had that, uh, and not that she's older, but had that grandma that just can make stuff and a little bit of this, a little bit of that, that's my wife cooking. Everything is a little bit of this. Well, how'd you make that? Well, I don't know. I just made it. Well, you know, yeah. but it's good. Her lasagna, amazing. I mean, it's, uh, I. if you see me, you'll know that, yes, she's a good cook. You know, I, mm-hmm. I eat very well. So I'm always having great meals, so I can't complain. I've had great meals out, but... Some of my best meals are at home because that makes you, sure. when you walk in the house and that smell, oh, yeah. there's nothing, no better feeling than that just to feel like you're home. I mean, it, you know, you're like walking into your grandma's or your mom's. It just makes you feel home. And I totally get that because I work out of town. And when I get home, I actually have a meal. When I'm out of town, it's like, you just piece together whatever you want because it's by myself, right? But uh, Mar- Marge is a, an awesome cook. And everybody that knows it, she's a very good cook. But uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, Robin. Robin's a great cook, mm-hmm. and yeah, get it in so she can hear you now. You can tell she loves to bake. Unfortunately, way too much, and so you can tell she's crafty in many different things. She's baking, yeah. cooking, <clears throat> that too, painting. What about Jeff, the- where was the best place you've been for your best meal? Well, I already mentioned Papa Do's, which I really enjoyed. But <clears throat> um, you know, I tell you what, there's a little place up in Lebanon, Ohio, called the Golden Lamb. And uh, I mean, you, uh, you, you treated a, me there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a that was our anniversary run. Yeah, right. And um, yeah. that, you know, if anybody around the greater Cincinnati area hasn't been to the Golden Lamb out in Lebanon, that um, I certainly suggest it. It's a it's a great place, very historic place. But uh, probably, I'd probably go there. Cool. You know, uh, I was thinking the other day we we're talking about different subjects. We we're talking about places and trips and. You know, while you're working stuff, you talk to everybody about different things. And, and I'm sure Jeff and Rob remembers we were on that trip. We did a tour through California on vacation and stuff. And we ate at a place in Napa Valley. Yeah. And I tell you, I tell you. Mediterranean. 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 Right. And the it, it was excellent. Yep. It was so good. And I don't know if it was the food or the atmosphere because we ate out al fresco outside. And I think it was. I think it was late. And about and then they had the the uh, wildfires out there, and the place burnt down. To, yeah, a week after we oh, left, wow. they burnt yeah. the place down. Yeah, like and, a week uh, later. Th- but that we we got to eat some good places out there, and that is a. That's the first time I had a dry wine, um, and I think I, I drank half that bottle that you guys bought. And uh, it was really good. I, was it somebody's? Was it Robin's birthday or something? No, maybe not. We just yeah. not traveling, right? No, we just it was really good. But I, that was really cool. I, I thought it was pretty neat. 
Well, I'll give you one. I got a, a seafood and mine are always on a trip somewhere far away. We were in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. We rode a bus. It was myself, my wife, and another couple, Chicken Mary. Um, we rode this bus till the end of the line. The guy at the hotel told us, you got to walk to this beach. It's beautiful white beach. There's going to be a big hotel there. We did that. Took a couple of pops with us, you know, soft drinks just to get us back. We ended up hanging there all day. Long end of it, we walked back across the land to get back to this place. The bus is two hours away. We're starving. We're thirsty. And they tell you, in Mexico, don't eat anywhere. Don't drink anything. Well, Chick and myself, we're starving. We're going to eat something. And there's this little shack there on the water. This guy's out fishing. <coughs> Excuse me. And we decide we're going to eat the women. We ain't eating nothing. You guys are crazy. Whatever. We're going to sick and die, but we're going to eat. So we order this sampler platter. This gentleman brings this plate out. It's 14 inches long, probably 10 inches wide and probably 10 inches tall, just heaped with fresh fish that he had just caught, you know, right there in front of us in the ocean. And, oh, my God, it's delicious. And chicken, myself, we're just gorging on this. And the women are going, what is it? What's it like? We're, oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. And we're just eating and eating. <laughs> well, before it's over, they're helping us finish our platter. And right. that was some of the best fish that I've had and I don't know what was on the plate I didn't ask I just ordered a sampler and you know whatever he put on there we ate so who, who knows what it was but my goodness I don't know if it's just because we were hungry or if it was that good but it was just right. delicious it was right. at the right thing at the right time and you know it's a memory I'll have forever so I, you know you think of stuff like that and like you, Jeff and Robin told me about a restaurant when we were traveling up in New York and you saw you gotta go there it was um, the original Buffalo Wild Wings it's the Anchor Bar and Grill Bar, in Buffalo. Yeah, yeah Anchor Bar, yeah. And, and we, uh, so Marge and I stopped there, and that is an awesome place. And was the food, I mean, the food's good, but it's the atmosphere. But we got there before it opened, and we were standing in line for like 30 minutes before they opened a place. And by the, by the time we sat down and ordered food, it was completely packed and lines out the door. Um, if you ever get to Buffalo, New York, you got to go to the Anchor Bar and Grill because the building is just cool. Everything in there is cool. And you guys, were, you were the ones yeah. who told us about it. It's like, yeah, you need to go there. Yeah, it, and you know, again, it's one of those, it's one of those famous places um, that anybody that's anybody has been there. So, you know, they've got the photographs of right. Hollywood stars and sports stars and stuff there that well, have presidents and you name it. It's cool. Have been up there uh, to the Anchor Bar, and that that's the story is just neat how it started because right. Right. you know back in back in the day the wings were thrown away and. And you know the, these college age boys come into mom's after restaurant the, after, after, like after, after closing closed, time right? and and ask her to whip something up and that's what she whipped up and it just you know it's all it's all history after that right it's a it's a great story in that um, and it was it was cool I, I thought man I'm glad we went down through Buffalo and, and did that it was really cool so I want to talk about probably what I'm going to consider the coolest meal I've ever had. And that had to do with our vacation um, that Robin and I and our family took to Alaska and our Alaska cruise. So on one of the one of the outings, my son Mark and I um, went fishing um, off a open bow boat. I mean, there was there was he and I and two other guys in the guide. That took us out and just bottom fishing for haddock or whatever, you know, bottom fish we could catch. And uh, number one, just cool, man. I mean, you know, this guy just takes you out there and you drop lines and 
cold water. We all caught fish, and Mark caught the, this red snapper that was just oh. beautiful. And uh, we never caught any haddock, but um, we all caught fish. And then they took us to this little beach where they have this little fishing camp kind of thing. Yep. And it was just the four of us and the guide, and then there was two people there to cook it. And, you know, they filleted everything up right there and threw in the taters and the veggies and did a boil. And we ate our fish. And it was, and then they, you know, Loaded up a boat. It's the way it's supposed to be, right? Yeah, oh, man, right. it was exactly. just doesn't get no more real than that, <laughs> right? It, it right. just it was just the coolest thing, and that I'll never forget. You know, right. again, my son was probably fifteen, I think, at the time, and um, you know, it's just one of those cool dad and son trips, and then the meal, right. and then you know, and then on the way back, they take the they take the remains of the fish that they filleted and stuff out. And they're tossing them out of the boat, and we're watching the bald eagles come down within, oh, feet, within feet of the boat and picking up these scraps and flying oh, off. That's and how awesome. I mean, that's just awesome. the coolest meal I could ever envision. That's and cool. see, that's what makes a good meal too, right? It's not just the food; it's the the, in, the experience, the experience, where everything is. That's what makes a good meal, Alan. Uh. You know, you've been a, you've been a lot of places, so yeah. So I don't know if there's one experience. You know, I'm a mom and pop guy. If you can right. find a little mom and pop, that's us somewhere. You know, it's, it's and then then sometimes it's all about who you're with. Right. There's an experience that goes along with that. You right. know, um, we were in. Um, unfortunately, you weren't there yet. But <laughs> the first restaurant we went to in. Um, uh, Nova Scotia. Oh yeah, that's we were on in the later, right? Yeah, we were. Well, you we went to it later, but the that's, first time we get there, we're on the water on the river. Uh, it was just the atmosphere was awesome. We're texting you, making fun of you because you're not there yet. But a lot of it is atmosphere. <laughs> that's a whole nother podcast, yeah, right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, you know, I don't, I don't know that I have one memory that sticks out. There's a yeah. lot of them. Uh, we went to uh, Colorado last year, Steamboat Springs, and we stopped on the drive from Denver to Steamboat. We stopped at a couple little mining towns, had little little old-time bars, yeah. little kitchen in the back. It was just, there was, um, you know, kind of a... I love those things. Uh, I love places uh, Roma's like not the word I want to use, but there was a, a feeling when you right. were in those. It was good, and the, the folks working there, there's only, you know, one bartender in each right. one, and... It was just uh, something you you won't forget, right? Yes, so. right. And um, this feels like some of those places too. That we're the same way. The little the little restaurants. The people appreciate you more. They do because they it's do. not just yes. you're just not another number to get you out the seat. You know to get to the next person in the right. seat. You're maybe their meal. You know their business for the night. You know being a small restaurant. So it, exactly, it's, it's you get treated. A lot better, so yes. that helps make the meal better too. So let's talk about close to home here. Favorite restaurant close to home, Ruben? That's a tough one for me. Yes, because uh, Jeff already said you know Papa Do's, which is really good. Um, you know, I, I don't. I'm a fried chicken person too, and I, I God, it's so hard for me to answer that question. For local, because to me they're all about average. I mean, I like the atmosphere at third place. Uh, I like the quickness and the bar food type now at uh, Crazy Dogs. 
Um, yeah, those two places are totally different. They're totally different, right? And yeah. then Dairy Cottage is okay for a quick quick meal. Um, uh, I El Ruparo, El Ruparo, I I really really like El Ruparo. Uh, I have to be honest with you, I got a little disappointed with what happened a year or so ago. I've only eaten there once since then, and I'm I'm trying to let that go. Um, but in my opinion, I think El Ruparo is one of the finest restaurants in Brookville. Um, the China House is for, I. I for me to tell you what's my favorite here in town, I really don't have one in town, yeah. honestly. Uh, I think they all do a better than average job, but the the one well, that stands I, I, out I the think, most. I think if they don't, we're not big enough for the, the, right. they're going to be supported right. enough to last. So you right. get, you know, you got a couple great pizza p- places, pizza Pete. We do. Pete, pizza Pete's great. And, right. The big boys here now, yeah. close and, and that. And then, you know, you got some of the old. The, the old place has been around, the Pioneer right. and stuff like that. And, um, and I think atmosphere-wise, meal-wise, friend-wise, all this, I would have to say third place. Yeah, so third place to me, and I love, I know, I play right. there, and I know Mick personally, and it's a, I don't consider it a bar. I consider it more of a meeting place, a I gathering place. Right. It's the third place, and, right? And it, it is, right. it is, and it's, he does a pizza buffet, and you know, they struggled opening back up because they're really not based for carry out. Oh, right. although they—they—that's what they're doing right now. In fact, we got pizza there last Friday. It was great to see everybody there. But you know, we drove—we drove by here. Yeah, there's stables on yeah. Main. They're serving tonight, which yeah. is very distant, which is good. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, interrupt you. Uh, and then uh, I'll be honest. You know, when Crazy Dogs opened, they took over the old shack. You know, and. The last couple of times I'd been to the old shack was not a good experience. Just the right. food was just not right. good. So the guy that bought, bought the place opened up Crazy Dogs, and I got to tell you, hands down, not just the best wings in Brookville, but the best wings around. I, I agree with it's that. The biggest, really biggest wing you will find, yeah. and they don't skimp on it. Yeah. And for the price, you can't beat it. Well, and I'll, I'll add their 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 service and their bartending is is for. For here local is top notch. I mean, you know, um, you want to you want a good drink, you want it fast, you want it right. And they they get it right, and they're they're on top and, and of see, it. I've only been there twice, so you know I'm just starting to experience that. To, well, Jeff and I walk in, and their drinks are waiting, waiting on, on you, right? <laughs> it's like Norm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Cheers, <laughs> cheers. There you go. I I I, I like I like everything about it, and what's really important about this is Margie likes it. Yeah. So we got. She to, likes it. Before you know the COVID thing, we once a week we went there during the week. You know, mo- both you know us like most of us here, we all work. So, right. Um, we'd go up for a salad, a grilled, right. their grilled chicken salad, and that was our staple. Like on Tuesday night, we'd go up there and. I mean, they know right away what we were there for. And, That's good. Um, That's good. It wasn't the salad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was the cocktail I had on the table for us. But it, it's just a friendly atmosphere, just like third places. I mean, yeah, you right. walk in, they, they right. know A lot of friends, everybody knows everybody. Well, and again, let's get back to third place. It's just totally different than any place you've ever been in before. Agree. And, and Agree. they're only open, you know, a couple of days a week and a couple of nights a week and, and uh, Friday nights. And just it's just different than... You know, it's just an open and just different right. kind of place, and uh, it's it's just fun. But in general, around the area, we have a lot of good restaurants. I mean, I don't really have a, like a sort of favor, but I mean, all the chicken restaurants, Wagner's and Oldenburg, and we had the and, clumps over in the well, New Alsace, and St. Peter or St. Leon. Yeah, Saint Leon. They're, well, so, they're all good. So for so for folks that might be listening that aren't 
from Southeast Indiana, you need to understand that fried chicken, the Brookville, Indiana, is the fried chicken capital of the world. Absolutely. And yes. uh, 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 per the Guinness Book of per, World per Records. Per the Guinness Book of World Records, and you can look it up. But, you know, oddly, you know, oddly enough, just every festival, every just about every restaurant does fried chicken. Uh, there's a fried chicken trail, and... Um, for whatever reason, we just have figured out how to do it right here, and uh, we're world renowned. Um, the Washington was it the Washington New Post, York, New York, the, the Post. New York Post. Yeah, Post yeah. In yes. the last few months, wrote a big article and naming some of these little joints around yeah. this little old town right. in this couple counties around here about fried chicken, and uh, you know. Uh, and by the way, the colonel was born in Indiana. Right, right. Just, just to remind everybody. But oh, but you're bringing the, up a whole other story with the colonel. Yeah, the, the colonel was actually a not so good person <laughs> until he stole his grandmother's recipe for fried chicken. <laughs> no, you want to you want to hear that? It wasn't his grandmother's. It was actually my wife's grandpa's. And the, the, oh, really? you want to get the real quick it's story? Getting, really? It's getting they personal. Were, now. Oh yeah, the first time we were dating, I don't know if we were dating or married yet. We're going to their family reunion is in Hazard or Berea, Kentucky. So we're going down there, and I just said, "Hey, are we going to pick up some Colonel? Will we take in?" And I got the death look from her and my father, future father, father-in-law, and I'm like, "What?" And they're like, "We ain't taking no Colonel there," you know. And then I hear the story, and I'm like, "Yeah, no whatever." Kidding. Yeah, so they had shops across from each other in the town. And I heard the stories, and I've heard it through their family, and I'm like, whatever. I was at a liquor store getting something one time. Conversation got started with a guy behind there and another guy in there. They started talking about this, told the same story. And they didn't know that I knew the story, and I just played along. They told the exact same story, that he stole this recipe from the guy the restaurant across the street. Which Verified was, by the liquor store. Yes. Well, <laughs> Unbiased, unbiased, unbiased decision, uh, right? decision there. But well, and the fact of the matter is, the best chicken only has four ingredients. It doesn't have all that stuff. No, like you that. don't. I agree, anything. and that's uh, of course. There's a whole chicken philosophy for all of us, but yes, chicken, flour, salt, and pepper. And that's that's it. it. That's it. And lard, if you really want to. If, make you, if you want the real good stuff, yeah, you, you got to use lard, right? Yeah. And if you want it real good, you get meat to fry it. So it's as simple as that. So well, you're a pan fried guy. We're a kettle fried. I mean, come on. That's man. because I'm a traditional fryer. You guys are not. <laughs> nah. <laughs> We're born people with a fried chicken. So let's talk about let's talk about dessert. Well, if you're looking to learn more about the bourbon country in probably the most unorthodox way you've ever heard it, you need to listen to Two Shots on a Barrel podcast. You can join the Bow Brothers, a couple of longtime goofy radio DJs from Kentucky, and learn more about what makes the heart of bourbon country so famous. You can listen to the Bow Brothers as they look to interview experts in the bourbon industry and other things that are truly unique to Central Kentucky, like wineries, craft breweries, caves, kayaking, you name it. It's Two Shots on a Barrel podcast with the Bow Brothers. You can find it on all of the major podcast platforms. Two Shots on a Barrel. You can learn more about Kentucky only the way the Bow Brothers can bring it on Two Shots on a Barrel podcast. Batesville Liquor Co., located at 315 Shopping Village in downtown Batesville, Indiana, your place 
for all your cocktail needs. Whether it's beer, wine, spirits, they've got it. They've got your tequilas, they've got your vodkas, they've got your gins, and of course, your bourbons. In fact, they do barrel picks. These are single barrels that have been hand-selected by folks at Batesville Liquor Code just for you. Not sure which spirit you want to try? Maybe you want to go to one of their tastings. That's right. They have a tasting area right there in Batesville Liquor Co. where you can try some of the new and upcoming uh, spirits, uh, new and upcoming bourbons, tequilas. They do it right there in the store. You want to find out when those are? Very simple. Go to their Facebook page, Batesville Liquor Co. They list any tastings they're doing. Uh, normally, there's a couple a week. Stop in, say hi, do a tasting. Maybe you'll find a new cocktail that you're interested in. You know, they've got it all there. You've got RTDs. Do you know what RTDs are? That's the newest fad in cocktails. It's ready to drink cocktails already pre-mixed in a can. Pretty simple. It's getting ready to be boat season. You buy an RTD, you put it in a cooler on ice, and you've got it right there on the water with you. That's right. Go check them out. Batesville Liquor Co. located at 315 Shopping Village in Batesville, Indiana, or Tebby Liquors located on Main Street in Brookville, Indiana. As always, tell them the Cross the Line 1524 crew sent you. Gilman's Home Centers. With 14 locations and growing. You know what? It's the party time of the year. That's right. You might need some party rentals and they've got them. They've got bouncy houses, tents, even slushy machines for those adult party-friendly drinks. You know what? Things are heating up which means you need to start thinking about watering options for your lawn and garden. They've got it. And you know what? It may be too hot for you. They've got plenty of air conditioning units and fans just for you. Gilman Home Centers, with 14 locations in Indiana and Ohio. Oh, gosh. <sighs> wow. Go ahead, Jeff, since you started. What's... Well... When somebody asks me what kind of pie I want, I just say pie. <laughs> yes. Dessert? <laughs> what kind of pie you want? Yes. Turkey, pie. meat, vegetable, berry, yeah, it, it don't it matter. Pie. Just pie. Right? Yeah, so pie you're, is good and you're stuff. you're a pie guy, right? I'm, so a, I'm not pie really a pie guy. So, and just oh, yeah. just to add on to that. So, it's, it's it, this was an experience I had a number of years ago, is, uh, is our church, um, Routinely has, you know, what we call, if you want to call it potluck meals or what have you. And one of the ladies at church made a pie. I know what you're talking about, and too. I, and I, uh, yes. and I, I got a piece of this pie, and I thought it was like blueberry pie or something like that. Oh. And uh, I sat down, and I took a bite of it. And I got to tell you, it was an experience. It's kind of like, it was an experience kind of like... Uh, this uh, horseradish cocktail sauce here. <laughs> yeah, right, right. It was something that, yeah. it, it seriously, it hit me right in the middle of the eyes that it was an experience that brought back a memory that if you've ever had a memory that you forgot, you forgot. My mom, when I was little, made grape pie. Right. And this woman made grape pie pie. I forgot I had ever had it because it had been so long since I had had but it. as soon I mean, as you taste it. But as soon as I tasted it, I was like, wow, I know this. This I know this. And it dawned on me. 
So the other thing about that, so so this woman, you know, I mean, I I, I thanked her dearly because you know. So then, ever since, whenever she's been part of any of these meals or our festival. our annual festival, right. she made she made sure she made great pie and she made sure I got some. So <laughs> it always made it back to the chicken fryer. So. Yeah, it did. Right at the festival, I'd go get one my pie. I'd get I'd go get it early from the from the uh, bake sale, and I'd bring it down to the where we were frying chicken, and everybody could experience Concord grape. Pie. And if you've never had it, I tell you what, it's an experience. That I remember different. the first time I fried chicken up here, what, 10, 11 years ago, and you walked up and said, with this pie, and you said, I'm going to introduce you something you're going to love. This is absolutely great. And I took a piece of that pie, and holy cow, it was excellent. And then every year I've seen one on the counter, I down there every year. Like Now, so the reason. So now I look for it. Right? So Where's the reason pie? very few people have ever experienced great pie is that there's a lot of work that goes into making a great pie, a lot more than, than your standard berry pies and stuff like that. And a lot of sugar. <laughs> yeah. Yes. A, lot of, yes. a whole lot of sugar. So you're out, right, Alan? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sitting down with a paring knife, peeling all them grapes. That's, a, that's about it, yeah. man. Yeah. My mom so. used to make great pie. We had Concord grapes at the house, and so that was a big thing. There was only two things those grapes were for. Right. One was for pie and one was for dad's wine. wine. Yep. There you and go. They were both good. Not that I knew as a kid about the wine part, but they were both good. Well, I got a favorite. Favorite dessert is, uh, and it's a childhood one, it's my grandma's pineapple rolls. When we were growing up, we played cards, my mom and dad and grandma, every Friday and Saturday night, as soon as fall through spring, there's nothing else to do. So every Friday, Saturday, sometimes Sunday night, but we quit early because you got school money. But every Friday and Saturday night, grandma will come over. She lived right next door. And of course, she brought one pan of cinnamon rolls and the other pan of pineapple rolls every Friday and Saturday night. Oh, my gosh. They were just to die for. I don't think I've ever had them. I still, my wife will make them. There's my cousin makes them. It's we and they're called grandma. I they're called grandma's rolls because right. that was what she made forever. And you know, it's very simple. It was just a raised roll with pineapple and you know and yep. and the syrup and icing on it. I mean, but you know, it, like you say, sometimes it's not the not necessarily always the meal, but the memory of it. And that was my memory. If I have them today, first thing pops in my mind is playing cards right. on a Friday Saturday night, which right. you know was great. You're looking at me. Well, so yeah, you can't smoke. It can't be anything you smoked, Alan. Yeah. <laughs> smoke great. So pie. smoke great. <laughs> I am a cookie guy. My favorite is homemade chocolate chip cookies. It doesn't matter who makes them; they're all different. Every little one. My favorite one's my mom's recipe, which Mary also does, which is from the old 1961 Betty Crocker yep. recipe book, which I went online to buy and have a copy of. <laughs> the unfortunate part is I'm diabetic now. <laughs> so, and what's even more unfortunate is my wife uh, is gluten intolerant. So, uh, we really um, we don't make many chocolate chip cookies here now. Uh, but you have to go semi-sweet oatmeal. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, that has changed a little bit, you know, obviously what I eat, and she, she can't have anything with uh, any wheat-based stuff in it. So, uh, But if I, my favorite, hands down, chocolate chip cookies. No kidding. I, even when I was a kid, that was, for some reason, that's always been. Not that I don't like pie or cake or cobbler yeah. or ice cream. Just give me a chocolate chip cookie. 
There's something you nice about it. Right? There's something nice about a cookie too. You can grab them and go. It's you don't have to sit down. It's just out yep. the door. Grab a couple of cookies and right. You know, they right. I always stick some in my pocket. The problem is, it's there. not one or two. It's <laughs> ten or well, fifteen. You know, I was trying to be polite. Grab a bucket of them things. <laughs> so you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking it's about time to wrap this up because Jeff is already over at the cocktail thing, and we've all got empty glasses. We've had fun talking about food. So talking about food. And drink. We're going to all make some drinks. I'm Alan Stanger. I'm Reuben Hunt. Jeff Montag. And I'm Dwayne Bischoff. Thanks for listening across the line, 1524. You know, there's nothing like waking up on a Saturday morning, making some waffles or pancakes, and getting out that bottle of 100% pure maple syrup. Stanger Sugar Shack, Indiana, 100% pure maple syrup, available exclusively at the Brookville Butcher. Stop and get some, and check us out on the web at StangerSugarShack.com or on Facebook at Stanger Sugar Shack. I gotta run now. Pancakes are done, and the syrup's waiting. Remember, make sure it's pure, 100% maple syrup. Stanger Sugar Shack, another proud sponsor of Cross the Line, 1524. Well, I tell you what, after listening to this week's podcast, I'm going to grab some maple syrup, make some pancakes or waffles, or throw up some sausage, or use it as a sweetener in my coffee. You know, I'm a little partial to it. Indiana on tap. The 2023 schedule is out, and you're going to want to mark your calendars. The first one kicks off on March 11th. It's a second annual Newcastle on tap for St. Paddy's Day. The next one is May 6th, the seventh annual Savor Lebanon. Then May 20th, the third annual Tipton on Tap. Tipton, Indiana will be at the Town Square. The next one's June 24th in Anderson. It's the 8th annual Anderson on Tap. After that, we move to Rushville, Indiana for the annual Rushville Libations on July 29th. From there, we come back to our hometown in Brookville, Indiana for the 3rd annual Brookville on Tap Beer and Bourbon Festival. We round things out on September 23rd. It's the 6th annual Loggers and Lawrence Oktoberfest. These are all sponsored by Indiana On Tap. We'll have more information on each one of the events as they get closer. And guess what? Across the line 1524 crew will be there. You can go check out the calendar events on IndianaOnTap.com. Like I said, we'll be there and each week we'll talk a little bit more about the upcoming events. Indiana On Tap. Craft distillers. Craft breweries and local wineries. Go check them out. You've been listening to Cross the Line 1524 with all the guys, whether we're at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy or out on the road. You know we always have a great time. Just one drink. 
Hey, check out our webpage at www.crosstheline1524.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. Check out Podcast 1524 on Twitter and Cross the Line 15 slash 24 on Facebook. Give me one before you kick me out the door.